Hello and welcome to another episode of the Fantastic Mr. Podcast. I am Justin Strange, your host, along with my two co-hosts, Zach Briggs. Say hello, Zach. Hi. And Jake Cremers. Cremers. Hello, hello. Creamers. Would you like some creamer in that? Uh, Do you have a new way to say his name every episode? (laughs) Has anybody ever said that, Jake? Is this our first running joke? Is that the first time you ever heard that? Would you like some, the creamer thing? The, like, creamer? Would, you like, would you like some creamer with that? Only my entire Creamers. life. Oh man, you know I legit for a, a real like a real second I was like maybe I am the first one that's ever said that. <laughs> maybe I have something, <laughs> but I was way off. All right, well today we're gonna do something a little different. Rather than talk about you know the scope or subject within film, we're gonna talk about a specific movie. And that movie is Dazed and Confused, because for some reason, I said, I want to talk about this movie. So, um, and since I'm the boss, they do what I say. Right, guys? I'm actually, I'm actually really curious about why you want to talk about this movie. You know, um, to be honest with you, I don't really have a good reason. I just, this is one of my all-time favorite movies not 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 in it's in my top i would say my top five for sure i i really want your opinion on this because i feel like we're gonna have differing and differing opinions i feel like it's that's probably true based off what zach's already told me before you uh, jumped in i feel like that's probably true but what is dazed and confused so let's 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 look at it real quick movie came out in 1993 rated r it's just essentially a movie and what imdb has as uh, the adventures of high of high school and junior high students on the last day of school in May of 1976, which makes sense because um, I was looking and I couldn't really. I, first time I ever noticed that, or even paid attention that it was the bicentennial of, of the U.S. because one of the teachers mentions it. And then on uh, the in the baseball field, there's a sign that says "Happy Birthday, America." And then like, you could see LBJ, or was it Nixon? in the in the classroom one of the presidents whoever was running at the time for president oh yeah so in the movie we have actually a couple big names it's somewhat of a of an ensemble cast well yeah and well you know what whatever face mila javovich whatever resident evil chicks in this movie i forgot about that and then you matthew mcconaughey of course um, everybody knows him especially from this and then we have ben affleck the two big two big uh, big hitters in this movie for sure Justin, um, you might know this is was this McConaughey's breakout role? I would say so. I, I don't really know that for sure, but I mean, it was a pretty big role for him. I don't really know. Because I've seen the I've seen the gifts where he rolls up and is like, "All right, all right, all right." <laughs> and I didn't even know that was from this movie. Yeah, it is. Full totally disclosure. I full disclosure for everyone listening. I just finished the movie, like literally before this. I was on the couch. I was watching it. Turned it off. And started talking with you guys. So it's very fresh for me and very new. Perfect. All in your mind. Sorry, you might have heard my dog barking in the background. I'm assuming my roommates just got home. So sorry. So then you have Jason London as Pink. I don't really know him that much except for in this role. And then Wiley Wiggins as Mitch, who Mitch was the freshman. Uh, they got paddled hardcore. And and then Adam Goldberg was the yeah, one, of Goldberg. The, the, one of the, I guess, the geeks, the nerds mm-hmm. uh, who was who talked really fast. I know yeah. him from... Mainly uh, Saving Private Ryan, and he plays a, a Jewish uh, soldier, and he end up, ends up uh, dead at the end. But he's a great actor in that movie as well. Spoilers. Yeah, he, he's the one that just wants to Came out in 90-something. Come on. <laughs> 99 or something. Who knew it was when that movie? 98. Um, and then you have Joey Lauren Adams, who plays Simone, who is, uh, who is Pink's girlfriend, but they hardly ever talk throughout the movie. Fun fact about Joey Lauren Adams, she is from Little Rock. I didn't know that. Yep, she is from Little Rock. So she's also in a movie called Chasing Amy. It's a Kevin Smith movie. Kind of some of the earlier stuff was this and, and Chasing Amy. And I, and Matthew McConaughey, I think, I don't know if this is his breakout role, but it's definitely one of his, uh, probably his most known role, just because of the things he says in that movie, like with uh, the all right, all right, all right. And then um, his line, I love them high school girls. I get older, they say the same age. And then that's about the two big ones. Um, and then there's just a bunch of smaller roles um, with a bunch of people. Um, so let's start with uh, let's start with you guys. What did you think of the movies? The movies, Zach? I enjoyed the movie overall. It was entertaining. Uh, I like the aesthetic of the 70s. I always like, no, this isn't really like a period 70s 
centric piece, like the focus. But I thought the fact that this bunch of teenagers hanging out and the, I guess the trials and tribulations of trying to make it up in, in high right. school and trying to get girls and they have facing drugs and bullies, not something I really experienced, but it was on to watch on, on screen. I think some of the things that stood out to me were Ben Affleck's role. He kind of brought a lot of life to the movie for me and his bully-esque uh, vibes, but he wasn't like someone like I hated. I think he was kind of funny too uh, when he's like beating up the, the freshman. Uh, I guess that's just a rite of passage for a freshman to get pulled wow. over and whipped in the butt with paddles. I don't know if that was something that was common in Austin, Texas in the 70s or if that's something that the, the director experienced uh, in his youth, but uh, I found that whole yeah. situation and scenes kind of funny. <laughs> um, but I was kind of confused as well. I mean, I felt like it was, it was an, uh, just an event, one big event really happening from the morning to through overnight and it re- ends on, on an, in another morning it's like what what am i what's the point uh of what's the what are we gaining from like what is watching the movie other than other than entertainment like not meant to be a thinker movie obviously but like i was trying to try to figure out um like any lessons or morals or any arcs of characters Uh, was there anything any one character that like really developed and changed over the course of the movie I, i was trying to figure that out. I, I really couldn't. Um, but overall, I mean, I didn't really, I, I mean, you know, I'm a music guy. Uh, a lot of, I guess, suitable tracks from the era. It really, the music really didn't you know, stand out um, to me entirely. But overall, out of 10, I'd probably give it like a maybe like a 6.5 or something out of, out of 10 or four, um, three and a half or four stars out of five. Oh, wow. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to disagree with you on one point, Zach, and that's the music. Yeah. Because a lot of those songs um, that they used are some of my favorite songs. And... And I know those songs just from being introduced from my parents. I didn't know they were in this film at all. They were quite a pleasant surprise for me. And I really think that those kind of move them. I don't say move the film along, but they definitely provide a atmosphere to the film that I think would be missing otherwise. Do you think okay. without without the music, it would be a detriment to the film? Yeah, I think I think it kind of encapsulates encapsulate encapsulates 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 the uh just the environment of the of that time kind of like this is what they were listening to this is kind of the soundtrack of their lives which goes into that slice of life premise. Yeah. i guess i just don't relate to the 70s music whereas i'm more of a 20s 30s guy so i'd probably be jovial about that kind of music so yeah, you're, that's probably you're the main old, reason. you are an old soul. i'm an old soul for people that don't know play the clarinet i play you, traditional jazz i play like old-fashioned yeah. Oh, yeah. I love old fashions. My goodness. Some of the best ones were uh, I had were in Little Rock. Um, with the, the Nine, south of Maine. Sa- south of Maine. There was this one great place, but then we're getting off a tangent here, but there's also that one. 501. Yeah, what was 501 and Company or something uh, like that. Something, I, something, some dark, that, dingy place. <laughs> that place was actually really, um, to me, kind of classy, but and not busy at all. Yeah, I liked yeah. it. I liked the the vibe. The vibe was real. It wasn't a, yeah. a dive bar, but it was small like a dive bar, but it was quiet and kind of classy. It was nice. Look, folks, we're talking about drinks. That, anyways, that's me, old soul. Yeah. That was a major theme of the film. Yeah, I mean, but not old fashions, that's for sure. All right, Jake, tell us what you thought. Well, I'm not one for slice of life films in general. Um, I really like my movies to have an overarching plot and character arcs and things like that. So mostly this this movie kind of frustrated me. I know it's a classic. I know it's... I don't you know, know if it's a classic. I, I always say a lot of people consider it a classic. I've definitely heard it referred to as a classic. It is part of the Criterion Collection. So I don't know. Maybe I guess you can't consider it a classic. Yeah. So it's it's definitely considered, you know, like a, a cornerstone in film theory in mm-hmm. some aspect. So I know it's supposed to be, you know, this great film. Obviously, Justin, you really like it. But it was just very frustrating to me. I was just watching it. And <laughs> all I could think of was like, dude, those kids are jerks. Those kids are terrible. I would never want to be their friends. I would never want to like be involved with them. I was I'm a very lawful person growing up i was the goody two-shoes kid like i'm not gonna lie i absolutely was i relaxed a whole bunch my age but i would have hated every single one of those kids growing up so it was all very frustrating for me to watch like it was just essentially like watching all the worst scenarios that i could imagine in my childhood happening on film (laughs) 
That's an interesting way to put it. Contrast that, Justin. Oh, is it my turn now? Okay. I love this movie and I like this story. I don't, I'm not like with you, Jake, the whole, I was like that too. Like I was super, I was pretty, for the most part, pretty good um, as a child growing up. Uh, so like drinking and smoking, I didn't have my first drink till I was 23 years old and I've never like smoked before. Yeah. I can't relate to that aspect, but like to me, this whole movie, you know, we're talking about the music and the aesthetic and everything about it. It's, it brings up a, a form of nostalgia for me. And I wasn't even born in the seventies. I was born in the eighties. And the I just, a movie could do that. That's pretty good. Yeah. I will say it, it did like, it reminded me of stories that my parents told me about their childhood. Mm -hmm. Like, Oh, the time that my dad got whipped by his Catholic you know, teacher yeah, because yeah. he beat up his friends or the time, like he broke his finger and his coach just like popped it back into place. Kind of like the, you know, just pull yourself back up and get over it type attitude. That And I was thinking about that, like throughout the movie, it's just like the way, like they're, you know, cutting class and they're leaving school and coming back to school and they're um, pretty much smoking weed all over the place. Like it's crazy how much they smoke weed and not saying that doesn't happen now. I, I don't, I honestly don't know, but it just seems like it was a lot worse back then. And then, so that, yeah, for me, this movie, I don't know, it, like the, every, from everything down to the, the, the music, the aesthetic, even like the cars in the movie, I like, when I saw this movie, I want one of those GMC trucks they were driving. Those things are sweet. I would love to have one of those. I don't care about the other, but really it's just the trucks. I don't know why. Even like the muscle cars. I didn't really care about those as much as I did the, the trucks. Do people still these days, like, you know, high school students or people in general cruise on along roads and towns? Is that something that they'll, uh, uh, will they do? I know that when I was in high school, I did that. So we had a, so I'm originally from Hot Springs, Arkansas. And so we had downtown, we would go downtown, right? And we would just, there's like, you go downtown and there's, you know, it's a straight road and then there's a turnaround spot at the end. And we would just do that and turn around oddly enough a place to hang out was walmart it's so yeah i was gonna say that sounds familiar a lot of a lot of the high schoolers did that yeah and then we, we would go to ihop um and so that was kind of like like it, i mean it was essentially what they did right except for the walmart thing is they would drive except for around all the places nowadays are just a lot less cool yeah i mean like walmart they gotta they actually gotta go to bars <laughs> and, and, and backfields and hang out and drink beer and we just we just hung out at walmart yeah. Come on, at I least mean, the independent diner or something. Well, we, we yeah. And, and that, and I was thinking about that, like they kind of did the same thing, but you know, they, they went, well, first they were going to go to, you know, go to a party and the party got canceled because the parents found out about it. And so they're trying to make up another party and they had that pool hall, which I didn't really have growing up. The, the Emporium is what they called it. And I didn't really have that growing up, but then they created the party at the, the moon tower, which is essentially, I don't know, like some sort of uh tower in the middle of a field and they just hung out around it. Right. And then yes, eventually that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, and then eventually they they all went like well the the nerdy the nerdy kids who I by the way related to the most in that film um, they were my favorite yeah I think they yeah. were my that's the group I would have been I would have hung out with and that's kind of the group I hung out with in high school anyway um, I had a group that wasn't like that and I had a group that was like that and I hung I hung out with both of them but I was more I related more to this to um what are their names in the movie uh let's see tony who was the blonde guy with the glasses cynthia who was the redhead and then uh mike who was adam goldberg he just wanted to dance and so he, he was the, probably the best one of the best actors in in that movie in my opinion i don't know yeah i would agree because yeah, he has best, best dialogue as well i don't know <laughs> He had a he had a good way of acting like like he, he talked really fast and he like when he was mad, he was mad and just like, yeah, I thought he was I thought he did a great job. Um, I, bet, that's, I felt like his character is one of the ones I thought was going to kind of trying to develop ish, you know, especially when he got into that um, like fight with that greaser guy he called. Yeah, yeah. He got it. He got punched. Like, well, he, he lost that fight. But I felt like if anything, he was trying to prove himself in some way. And there, yeah. who was that? Who was who played the little like that junior or uh, whatever the middle schooler, the long haired kid? They focused yeah. a, lot, a lot of the movie on that, him. Who was that guy? That was Mitch. I didn't okay. like. It. He's my least favorite character, only because he does this thing when he gets upset. He grabs his like the like the top of his nose. You know, he does that like ah thing. So like anytime he gets up, and he did it like a lot. So if you ever watch this movie again, look at that because he'll he'll do it a lot um, when he gets upset. And so he was the one I I, I didn't uh, I didn't like him at all. That just comes down probably to improvisation though. It looked like a lot of this movie. I, if I, I had a guess, was improvisation, which no, worked I, really well because 
they're yeah. teenagers and they talk over each other, which is what teenagers do. But <laughs> yeah, I can definitely true. tell there are parts. There are parts where like these kids don't know what to say. They're yeah. just they're just making stuff up. Yeah, I would agree that the the whole grabbing his nose thing. I was like, he's got to be you know improvising this, and it's super annoying. Like I don't know why he went with that choice. So he was my least favorite character in the whole movie. Even the girl, like the so you know, there's there's two groups and and. And Mitch gets invited to one group and the girl, which I think her name was Sabrina, gets invited to the other group. And I liked that that little aspect of, of the freshman of a freshman boy and a freshman girl getting invited to these senior parties, you know, and senior hangouts. I thought that was neat. But um, even that girl was more interesting to me than than Mitch. And she didn't really have much to say in the whole movie. Sabrina. Yeah, Sabrina. She was more interesting just because Mitch has this way about him. He's just like he, to me, he's just kind of annoying. But what are you going to do? Am I right? So, um, yeah, she she seemed more interesting to me. So I will say this movie did a really good job in encapsulating what it's like just being a kid like at any time. Yeah. Now that they're obviously dealing with like throwing bowling balls at people's cars and smoking <laughs> weed and well, I'm sure drinking. they do that now. I'm sure that, you know, but like even to a lesser extent, I was never a party goer, but I can still relate to the same feelings of being pressured into doing something that I wasn't sure about, but these kids are older than me and they say that it's cool and they say that it's good. And like, I'll be one of them if I do it. And so kind of dealing with that peer pressure aspect of growing up yeah, and like wanting to be a part of the crowd. Yeah. yeah. They did a very good job portraying that. I thought the bowling was just, thing was funny. Yeah. yeah. Dude, I, and the, 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 old guy pulling a gun on them later a lot of this a lot of this movie i was also thinking about well that's a felony 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 (laughs) that's a felony (laughs) yeah well they could get get away with a lot more back then i think yeah Yeah. i mean what was the age of to buy alcohol 18 apparently yeah because he many states are you you 18 and he's like oh yeah just graduated (laughs) i was like dude you don't look 18 at all look 18 at all you should have just asked for the id and you know it went a different direction the funny thing about (laughs) it is it's like none of these kids look like they should be in high school Except for Mitch. Mitch was the only one who looked more his age than a lot of the other actors, especially Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck already looks like he's 30 in that movie. But he's I was surprised he was in that. And I was surprised he was in the film. I did not expect to see him. I knew uh, Matthew McConaughey was, Mm -hmm. but I didn't know Ben Affleck was. Mm -hmm. And when they were chasing the kids down with the paddles, I kept thinking, like, is that Ben Affleck? And I actually had to Google it to, to make sure he was in there. He did a great job. I thought Ben Affleck did a great job in that movie. Played a douchebag very well. Oh yeah, he does. It he does. So yeah, um, he's tall. He's like six foot two or something. Yeah, and that's what I was like. These none of these kids look like they're in high school. But I think if know, any if anyone that should be the high school students should be the any any of the middle school actors. Those should be the actual high school right students. Right. I, mean, I thought you, those. <laughs> and you know, nowadays they get. They can get like 30 year olds to play high schoolers and they look like high schoolers for the most part. Um, But, you know, back in the day, especially like you think like Spider-Man, the original first Spider-Man, Sam Raimi, Spider-Man, all those all those people are are 30 years old playing high schoolers. Kirsten Dunst, even uh, Joe Manginella, whatever his name is, the guy that plays Flash Thompson. He uh, he looks like he's like a high schooler, though. Huh? He's not supposed to be a high schooler, though. Who? Flash? He's a he's he's a whole ass man in that movie. He has a daughter. I, that's but I'm saying no. Flash Flash in that movie is a high schooler, and that's who played him. And oh, okay. And to to like look at him and go, that is not a high schooler. There's no way. I don't think I cared back in the day when I was a kid. No, I didn't care either. I don't. I didn't think about it until I became you know I started getting more into movies and stuff. But even when the movie came out, the original movie, it didn't matter to me because. <laughs> It was freaking Spider-Man, you know? So even Tobey Maguire was like 27 or 28 when that movie came out, when yeah, he did he that was. movie, and he's playing in high school. Old. <laughs> yeah, he is old. So There's some people that could get, pull off the look, like they just naturally look young. Well, I mean, if you make them look like they're in high school, but like yeah. these guys, none of them look like they're not supposed to be in high school, except for except Which works for not because of like the hair, though. The, well, the hair helps. The hair we associate helps. all those hairdos and stuff with people who are in there like, yeah, yeah, sixties or the you know that's like they'd be in their fifties and sixties nowadays. Oh yeah, so we kind they, of perceive it as old simply because of. I like the movie that was minimal. They had like minimal scenes with adults. It just focused on the high schoolers, the, the high schoolers, 
which was pretty neat. Yeah. Uh, something about keeping this movie in the sandbox of youth. So going back to the whole developing of the characters, I would say the only one I could think of that would might have developed the most would have been Pink, you know, because he was on the fence about playing football and not playing football. And then he was going to sign it to get the coaches off their backs and then he just or off his back. And then he's like, no, I'm not going to sign this. Like he was out of them all, I think he was the one that had the most care. Even out of stupid Mitch, Mitch didn't do anything. He just he was just along for the ride. I, I mean, feel he got like a, he got a pink, girl at the end, but that's about that's it. That's true. So pink, I feel like they didn't focus too much on like why we should totally care at the end for why he just said, "eh, I'm not going to sign that piece of paper." If I, I wish they focused more on that. Well, Jake said earlier, this is a slice of life movie. So a lot of plot, like a lot of transformation, you know, and all this stuff doesn't necessarily happen. You know, it's movies like this, or I don't know if you've seen mid nineties, it's the same way. Or even if you've seen the movie waiting, waiting really doesn't have any plot points except for Dean. Have you seen waiting with uh, Ryan Reynolds and Justin Long? Okay, never mind. But waiting is kind of the same way. Maybe that's a movie we'll we'll do on this this show because it's another slice of life movie. I should make you guys watch those life slice of life movies are intended to be non-conclusive in a way for essentially yeah okay. it's just you're literally sitting there for an hour and a half just kind of there and watching their lives unfold in let's say a day you know or um like in waiting it is it's a it's a it's a it's a movie about servers right and so you're essentially there with them as they go through one of their shifts and it's kind of like people watching yeah. but a movie I mean, yeah, I mean, seriously, people watching, but you get to be involved in their life because people watching to me is just literally watching people walk past you. But this is is more in depth people watching. You know, it's more I mean? fly on the wall. Yeah, so you're just kind of exactly. there, and you're yeah, and you're more you're you're yeah. I mean, you're a fly on the wall. That's what you're doing in these movies is just watching you know this day unfold for them and see how it turns out at the end and all this stuff. It's not necessarily something you're like, okay, this is our goal. These are the obstacles the go the the protagonist needs to face. Here's your here is your defined protagonist. You know, Pink is your defined. I'm not saying he is, but you know, as an example. Yeah. Pink is I've never fine. really seen a movie like this then because it seemed like that's why it's all over the place. Yeah, that's why it's all over the place because we're, we don't have a specific protagonist. We have several protagonists. So it's more like this movie in particular, more like vignettes. Like they have their little groups and it kind of jumps back in between yeah. each group yeah, yeah. as they deal with their own little scenarios. Issues. Yeah, their issues or their, you know, whatever. Yes, scenarios is probably the best way to put it because not all of them have issues, you know, not all of them have problems. The only one who really has a problem is Pink. And that's it. I mean, except for Mike, maybe, at whenever he, you know, gets pissed about the, what he calls the, the 50s greaser. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's like his biggest problem. Well, no, I wouldn't say that. He does have kind of like a competence what, issue. Yeah, yeah, he does. He has like a, um, I would say, some sort of crisis, like almost like a midlife crisis. You know, because he's he's like, you know, I wanted to be a lawyer, but now I don't know if I want to do that. And now he's like, I just want to dance. And that was kind of an interesting uh, quote. When yeah. he said that. He's like, I just that transition, and, and it was kind of funny. And, and then the way it just transitioned to something else scene. yeah <laughs> just i couldn't different. tell if that was a joke or not like was he just joking i don't know like he, that was like that whole was a bit like that all was a setup so he can make that joke i mean it a lot of stuff he says is is kind of he's kind of almost like the comic relief in a comedy you know like he's he's his everything he says is just kind of out there yeah so i, I really enjoyed mike um but um speaking of that who would who would you say your favorite character is zach Probably Mike, just because of the reasons I've already said. Mm-hmm. His acting, his fast speech and dialogue, and it seems like he improvised a lot uh, in his scenes. And I guess he's, he's one just, he's kind, kind of, of... So, somewhat identified with with his quirkiness. Mm-hmm. What about you, Jake? I would I would probably say Pink because he is the closest thing to a character arc. Yeah, and yeah. That's just that's what I like about movies is people is characters that have character arcs. I would have to say Pink for that okay. matter. So, Although you know, pedophile. Uh, McConaughey. <laughs> oh boy, yeah. I, you know, he didn't say much in that movie. I feel like uh, he said a lot, man. Well, he just he's the same old he himself he throughout the entire thing. Nothing of substance. It was just there. It was like an NPC in a video game. 
you walk yeah. by them, they'll say something, and then mm-hmm. later. <laughs> yeah, he's not a real focus, but he does have a, something to say. Um, so I have a couple favorites, honestly, because like it really wasn't like like I liked Pink, and it, he was he was good. He was a good character. Um, and Mike was a a funny character, but I really liked the people they hung out with. So like Slater, which is the um, I'm pretty sure that's his name. Let me make sure. Slater is he was the one that was like the the huge donor. I was talking about how uh, George Washington was in a cult and the cult was into aliens and he's like and you know he smoked weed and and he's got a this woman martha washington and you know she was helping too <laughs> just like listening to him create these crazy crazy scenarios in his head and he's like have you seen the dollar bill man and it's green too and i'm just like you gotta be kidding me that guy was funny and he was always wanting shotgun he's like i never get shotgun <laughs> <laughs> it's like the one thing he's worried about in that whole movie is getting shotgun. And then also, oh God, I don't know his name either. It was the um, the brunette guy that was with them too, where he he was always um, what he, like he was he was the character who would was going into the store and he act like he was going to steal the beer and then he told bitch he's like oh no 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 I'm, I'm just I'm going to pay for it. Gonna, yeah, he looked like a caveman. He kind of did, and um, was, and he was. was he, did he have shorter hair? Yeah, he had a like, short hair kind of down right, like right here. Um, yeah. And he was always hitting on women. And he um, he was the one that had the idea to throw the bowling ball. He's like, throw the bowling ball. He's like, are you, are you sure? Yeah. Like, yeah, do, yeah, do it. <laughs> that guy. I like those two probably the most um, just because they were funny and they were kind of insane. But if I had to go with like a, a true character, I would probably go with, um, hmm, I guess, I guess uh, Ben Affleck's character, O'Banion, I liked him a lot. Like, he plays a really good high school bully. Like, and he's just a good actor. What are your thoughts on Ben Affleck's you know, role overall? Do you feel like he was kind of just one tone throughout the entire movie? I, yeah. I like I yeah. like the that scene where he's the teens or whatever, the, the younger kids, they uh, throw the paint or whatever from the, the building as he's about to whack on that blonde Carl yeah. freshman or whatever. Um, that was hilarious. Yeah. Um, that was his moment of of shame. Like yeah. I was, I was kind of getting tired of his constant uh, bullying ways, and like something needs to happen to this guy. When's that yeah. gonna happen? Well, and, and it, it did. did. Yeah, that I guess that is the one thing that happened he, in the movie. He kind of seemed embarrassed too. Like he started approaching well, yeah. other other people that yeah, I don't know. Maybe he did or didn't know. He just wanted to vent yeah. in some way, and he ultimately didn't. I forgot what ended up He's, doing after that. He he got mad and was like, "What are you? What the are you looking at?" And then he just drove off. Yeah, I guess he had some just, buddies there with them, his yeah. toadies of sorts. Like they, they just didn't do anything. <laughs> no, they didn't care. Great great friends. Yeah. Well, they're high school friends so they're not going to be that good of friends so yeah okay so i thought i w- we would go kind of through the movie and just kind of talk about different parts of it i remember the movie but i also have a synopsis here in front of me just so i can um so pretty much the movie starts and it's um uh, it starts in high school it's, uh, it starts in the last day of school right so everybody it's about the last day of school before summer last day of school one o'clock p.m is that what it said On the- yeah that's what it says oh Okay, so it started at one, Zach. I yeah. guess I didn't even notice that. The seven, one p.m. The like it's like one oh nine or something. It's super yeah. specific. Interesting. Wonder why they were so specific. <laughs> like we cared. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like it mattered. Um, but yeah, we get to kind of see see the the characters as they go and it um, as they go through school and their last you know few classes. Actually, it's probably their last class because I I do remember Pink saying I got to make you know a final appearance or whatever, and it's either his last class. Well, it's probably not his last class. So it's probably just the last time he'll be in that class. You know, we get to see them go through kind of their last you know their last classes before the school year ends, and so these students are students that are juniors now and they're going to be seniors and then of course the younger students are eighth graders that are going to be freshmen and so it's an entire movie they're called seniors and freshmen not eighth graders and juniors and so they're going through trying to figure out parties and all this stuff uh and then we got uh randall pink floyd who is the quarterback of the football team and he was interesting because like you know you have the you have the the two groups, the two camps that he lives in, you know? So he, he's friends with, with Mike and Tony and Cynthia who are the kind of nerdy, you know, um, what would you call those kind of people? Um, intellectual. Yeah. Intellectual. Thank you. That's exactly what I was looking for. The intellectuals. I wouldn't really call them nerdy. I would call them intellectuals, but 
And then you got the football jock, you know, stoner types. And he's kind of in that in the middle of those two camps. I thought that was interesting for his character because, you know, in movies like this, you're either one or the other. You're not. That's true. You're not necessarily both. A lot of times it doesn't happen that way. But, you know, Randall or Pink is kind of in between those two. Those two groups, right? I thought it was kind of neat because, you know, it shows that he's not a, you know, a dick, essentially. He's not, a, you know, he's, 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 he has friends, you know, that aren't, that are a lot, probably a lot smarter than him. And then he has friends that aren't a lot smarter than him. So I thought that was interesting. Yeah. And that, and that was one of his defining, defining characteristics versus the other jocks is right. that he was a lot more empathetic to the plight of like, you know, the intellectuals and, and the freshmen and, the other people who who he came across, yeah. And one of the was one one of those scenes where the empathy sh- showed, like when he says you need a ride or something, right? To yeah, the whole, deal, the whole deal, to making a scene like he's gonna uh, like he's gonna slap, the, yeah, like he's gonna paddle him, and then <laughs> like he doesn't, and he you can tell him. it's so funny. Yeah, you can even tell in the film he's trying to get the other guys to leave, yeah, because yeah. he doesn't want to do it at all. And then finally, when you know his last buddy just doesn't leave he kind of makes a joke out of it yeah and kind of deflects you know he was able to deflect it and empathize with with the young man and still kind of like play a joke for his buddies and kind of play both crowds it's gotta be difficult to play both crowds very very different he doesn't he doesn't get he doesn't get picked on for it though which in high school if you if you are friends with somebody who people like other people didn't like you got picked on for it too and so he, it was kind of, it was kind of an interesting, interesting uh, story point, I guess, is like, even though he was friends with these intellectuals and he really wasn't intellectual. And then he's also friends with the jocks and stuff. He was respected. Well, he, he was, was still, respected. but it's because it's probably because he's the quarterback of the football team. I mean, let's be honest, you know, and they even said it in the movie, like you guys are Kings of the school. You can get away with whatever you want. So yeah, it's probably because he's the quarterback. And so the intellectuals don't really care. But because he's quarterback, the other his other friends are okay with him kind of doing whatever he wants. That's that's kind of how I see it, right? Would, would you guys agree? I agree. Yeah. yeah, I think I think he does a good job of of he's very aware of the the status he has in that school. Yeah, he's aware of the status he has and kind of the environment. He he plays a very um, uh, like an emotionally intelligent character. Right. I would agree. Not necessarily, you know, academically intelligent, which I mean, he has to be somewhat academic because he has to play. I, I assume in the 70s, you still had to have good grades to play football, right? I don't, I don't know. know. I don't really know how that worked back then, but state by state. Yeah. Issue okay. As well. um, okay. So let's move on a little bit. So that's when we kind of meet um, his friends, um, Don and Benny. And and then uh, says Melvin. Who? Oh, Melvin's the black guy. That's right. <clears throat> we kind of meet them, and and we we find out later that they're you know they have this ritual where this upcoming seniors senior men will find upcoming freshman men and paddle them. Which I've heard of that. I've heard of that ritual before. Um, of course, we don't really do it so much anymore. But sounds very tame compared to probably some of the rituals that happen these days. Yeah, well, I guess. Like I had a paddle. I mean, that sounds goofy. Well, yeah, I mean, it does. It does sound silly, but I'm sure if you were a part of it, Zach, you wouldn't have liked it. It's just hard to see envision people these days doing it, yeah. having, having joy over paddling. Just use your fist and beat them up. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's an interesting point, but I guess the paddle is kind of like it's, it's the more symbolic of it all. Well, it's yeah. well, it's just okay. Yeah, it's kind of like that safeguard where they they. They're not going to beat them up, but they still get to hit them. We're going to make a paddle. And, you know, we saw Benny, the redheaded, the guy with the red hair, red afro in there making his paddle in woodshop. And so he, you know, they're and then they drive off to the middle school where or the yeah, the middle school, junior high, where Mitch and them are. And of course, Mitch's sister goes to high school with them. So she tells them to go easy on them. And that's they're like, okay, yeah, now he's dead. And so I thought that was kind of interesting. And and like he has no idea why until later. And he's like, no wonder they were picking on me so hard. Like it's because of you. I don't like. I don't get why the girls were all like, like they really do much to. They no, that's bad. You shouldn't be paddling anyone. Like, they, I don't. Very I, strange. I, I mean. think that um, they probably thought that, but they are like, there's no sense in trying to stop it. They're going to do it anyway. You know, there's no way, there's no way that they could have stopped. Like none of the female characters, like I felt like had that 
strong charisma about them, except maybe the the redheaded gal. Mm. I don't know. She said seemed the most real to me. Yeah, I agree. She did seem the most real. Like when they were when they were talking, and like this is like the fir- the first time when I've listened to their conversation where I was like, dude, I could totally hang out with these guys. This would be my group in high school if I were going to this school. Like I'd hang out with these guys just because I don't know. But that's the thirty five year old me speaking. You know, I don't I don't know if I would hang out with them in high school because they didn't get it. Get in like the gal, the redheaded gal said at one point, I don't know if I'll be able to fit in with those. Yeah, she said, I'm uh, always uncomfortable at these things because I don't know yeah. where I fit in. And yeah, so, yeah. So pressure is there. And I mean, they end up going to these events anyway and trying yeah. to trying to socialize. I mean, they give it a shot. You know, you yeah. have to commend them for that, at least because, yeah. you know, they, they even said like they're they play poker every week. So, you know, you got it. They're like, no, we're going to do this this time. And, you know, Tony gets a girl out of it, you know, So and Sabrina, you know, it's a good thing. He went now. Mike, on the other hand, got his butt kicked and then and then, completely different things. Yeah, well, then Cynthia, <laughs> Cynthia, you know, gave um, Woodson, which is Matthew McConaughey's character her number so she got a little something out of it i forgot about um, that yeah 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 it was very very brief so like he hit on her you know whenever they pulled up to the that fast food restaurant but then at the end she's like here here's my number and so he's like aerosmith three weeks dump and she's like i won't forget and so and <laughs> and then he said i think i, I like he said i he liked that and she, i like that what um pink said he's like red's a good color on you i was like that's, that's funny a, yeah that's a pretty smart line like i like that line we we talked about the 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 male ritual they hold but the here's what i didn't understand about the female ritual so you know the females they have them do all these weird stuff in the parking lot do you remember when the air raids and all that yeah. yeah with the air raid where they lay down and get and get ketchup and mustard sprayed on them and then uh, make them propose to other people like that's how sabrina and tony met which was kind of a good thing but like when they were getting people and getting girls and putting them in the truck and then um the, jody her name's jody the one that um pink kisses in the woods she went over to sabrina and she's like are you in i'm like why would you why would you do that? Why would you subject yourself to that? I mean, I get it's a ritual and it's 70, 1976, but even then I'd be like, I don't have to, right? No. All right. I'm not going to do it. Like, like all these girls were voluntarily there essentially, you know, I think this is just a great example of our differing cultures of the times. So just like to us in 2022, everything that I see is just mind blowing. Like why, why would they go around paddle these poor kids why would they go and get why would the girls get you know pacifiers stuck in their mouths and be yeah. degraded and have stuff thrown on them like why would they do anything like that yeah but back then it, it probably was just like an accepted thing and i think it just i mean i get an it. example of how our like political i'm not saying political correctness but how like we've evolved and figured like oh hey maybe we should be more <laughs> we should stop know, doing this <laughs> We should be more emotionally caring to our fellow man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and, you know, I think the worst part of it, like with the girl stuff, like the ketchup and mustard and the flour being thrown on them, and then uh, car wash they, scene. The car wash scene is. I was like, I would rather get all. I'd rather just go home, take a shower, screw going through a freaking car wash. Those are pressure <laughs> washers being sprayed on you, and it's not even like warm water. Probably it's probably but, freezing cold. I mean, I'm sure was, it was fine for in the movie, but I like that the look of the car wash. I never seen it looks like, kind of like a like a looked like one of the places you just go to the coin 25 cents like they looked like that type of an environment but it was like a stationary did it rotate the car the truck yeah. or, or, yeah, no that, no that's how that's how car washes pretty much work is is you kind of are pushed forward a little bit so that the the thing can do their their job but this like, one was stationary I, don't, I didn't see like a track or go through a tunnel or anything i felt like it was just sta- sta- was it I felt like it was just just there in one one you know, section rotating. It might have, it might have been the camera. It went back and forth. Did it? Oh. Yeah, that's yeah. what I thought too. Because like I was like, it's either moving or the camera's making it look like it's moving. Because yeah. the camera, the camera did do a little bit of a three sixty thing, um, but I've just never seen sure. a car wash like that in my life, like one of those automated ones. So maybe it's a seventies thing. Dude, we have them now. We have car washes like that now that are stationary and rotate and go like two feet. No, I use the yeah. ones that go down the tunnel. You're on the tracks. You're a neutral. Like those are the ones I'm used to. Yeah. That's what it, 
It, well, is that not the same thing that they were on? I don't think so. It looked oh. like they were just in like a garage, essentially. That was, was just a, like, a, like a stall. Like one of the do-it-yourself. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. It was but one it, of the do-it-yourself things, except it just had some hoses that went back and forth. Yeah. Okay. Okay, whatever. It doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't Interesting matter. things in the 70s. Yeah. I, I, you know, there's Those are the things I look for. <laughs> There's another 70s movie. Um, 60 Cent I, Cigarettes? Like, pretty, that, oh, dude. I, uh, I I texted my mom because she smokes, okay? And um, she smokes cigarettes. Oh, okay. So, Because um, I saw that sign, and it said cigarettes, 60 cents. And I texted her, I said, hey, mom, how much is a pack of cigarettes now? She's at about $8. And I said, <laughs> and I said I'm watching this movie that's set, set in 76, and it had a sign that says cigarettes, 60 cents. And she said, yeah. And I was like, God, <laughs> it's like, it's like a, it just seems like, even though it's been what, almost 50 years, it still seems like a huge jump in cigarette price. And that's just one pack of cigarettes. Can you imagine how much a carton costs? Probably like $75. Wow. You know, it's just, yeah, I saw that too. And I thought, man, that's insane. Like that, you know, a, a six pack of beer probably costs. Did they say how much it cost during that scene when he, Mitch when he bought the beer? the beer? Yeah. I forgot. Uh, I don't think it did. I think he just gave him the money, and then he said, "Here's Here's more change. Here's some more change for your (laughs) pup." That guy, I like that guy, that old man at the because he's talking to that that pregnant lady. He's like, "Make sure to get a lot of calcium." Pregnant women, and she's smoking a cigarette, but she's also buying liquor, and she's single moms need a lot of calcium, and he's he's buying alcohol at the. I'm like, dude, she's pregnant. (laughs) Like, why are you letting her buy alcohol? But I guess it's the '70s, you know. So then we move to to their house, Kevin Pickford whose house that the party was supposed to be at right and so then he um he talks about the party and then that beer guy comes up and he's like oh yeah get the whole wrong wrong mr pickford all together i thought that was kind of funny and then the dad um cancels their trip so that he could screw with his party what a lame move from the dad am i right guys totally i, I was ex- i was looking forward to the scene of like a house party well the we way they were building it up yeah, well, like you going to Pickford's party, you going to Pickford's party, and then he even he even bought a keg. And like next, we have that's where we move over to um, Mitch's baseball game. Uh, where what is it? Obanion, I think Obanion, Melvin, and Benny are waiting for him. That's where that's where they get him, right? Yeah, that's where they get him. So that's yeah, we're gonna where, get him either way. I've got one of the players said. Yeah, he's like they're gonna get either way. Can you just go out this way so you can draw him out? And I'm like, if you're a good if you're a good friend, you do that. <laughs> I don't understand why like he just acquiesces. He's like, yeah, I just want to go face my punishment. Like, why can't I just run away? <laughs> I, don't understand. I mean, I think that they, they the rite of passage for freshmen. And I mean, I, I guess just the fact of the times if he, if he had ran away, he knew it was only going to be worse. Every time he ran away, he well, was just making it worse for himself. That's what I was going to say. It's like, it's like, I think throughout, cause they do this throughout the summer you know it's not just that day they do it throughout the summer so i think eventually he's going to get it and eventually not just him but i'll probably every freshman's going to get it i feel like it's certain freshmen i mean we don't see like the intellectuals being paddled that maybe they do but i was gonna say we don't see it showing it yeah Yeah, we don't see it i feel like they'd be less inclined to do it to people that are i mean more if they know put together I think if they know they're a freshman, it's it's fair game. Like if they're a freshman, you're getting you're getting paddled. If I see you, you're getting paddled. <laughs> the, 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 the vulnerable looking ones. Yeah. they want to well, do it to me. I would. <laughs> I think they they are all vulnerable because they're just all they're just they're like, lost. Well, no, it's like crazy. The crazy the size difference between the freshmen in this movie and the freaking seniors. <laughs> Like, I remember Mom, seniors looking old. I thought they looked old when I was a freshman. Yeah, but now we're not freshmen. We're you know, hitting you guys are hitting your thirty. Well, you won't be thirty for a, a few years, right, guys? And then a couple years for me. I am thirty. I'm thirty five. So it's like you know Damn. now. <laughs> shut it. Now it's like you see it, and you're like, man, there's there's no way these guys. We we've had this. We've already talked about this, but it's just amazing that that the eighth graders, the freshmen, look like they're supposed to be freshmen, but then you have the seniors who look like they're supposed to be like. 25 or 20 college students look like younglings. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and, <laughs> but that was how it was back then. It's like high school, you know, 40 year olds played high schoolers all the time back then. Um, okay. So that's when, that's when um, 
Pink is is you know he he cuts some he cuts Mitch some slack and doesn't actually paddle him and gives him a ride home. I like that scene. It was yeah, nice. it was very nice, very nice. He's just yeah. like, you need a ride. He's like, yeah, I guess they left me. And then he invites him out. He's like, hey man, we're going to a party. You want to come? And it's the same kind of the same with uh, Sabrina and those girls. It's like they're taking them home. They're taking them home, and then they they go to Sabrina's and Jody's like, do you want to come to this party with us? You know, and so. It was kind of it was kind of neat to see to see one of the freshman girls, you know, and one of the freshman boys to be able to go out on this night on the town with essentially with the seniors. That was kind of a cool uh, touch that Linklater put in, I thought. Um, okay, and then the party gets canceled. And so now they're uh, let's see, they're this is where they get um, go out. It says he goes out on a run with pink Don and their friend Pickford cruising at high speed. They destroy a few mailboxes. When it comes to destroying mailboxes, I always think like with a bat, but they picked up trash cans and knocked them at the mailboxes. Anything jump out with that? I just thought it was kind of, no, uh, I really couldn't understand. I mean, I didn't understand why they threw a bowling ball of all things to bash windows of cars. Well, Cause it was there. It was there, and he's like, I, I thought it was funny when Mitch sat in the guy in the car goes, "Oh, who's bowling ball man?" For one thing, who asked who's who's something is this? Like when he got in the car with, um, with uh, Pink and Woodson, Matthew McConaughey's character, he's like, "Oh, who's car man?" Like who asks whose stuff this is all the time? Nobody does that. Who's bowling ball man? It's yours. It's <laughs> like, yeah, that's funny. funny. Yeah, he's like it's yours, and then they he decides to throw it, and he's just just high schoolers being high schoolers being stupid. Would you throw the bowling ball? Uh, I might have actually, but I would hope that I wouldn't hit a freaking car. I wonder if it would actually go through the windows. Maybe they were just less. Oh Oh, yeah, oh a bowling ball, a bowling ball. Would they? Yeah, it would at least at least break. You should be going fast on the standing next to a car, let alone being thrown of a moving one. I would yeah, the moving I, one. I could just drop a bowling ball on a windshield and it would go through. Yeah, it would it would have gone through. But like I said, it at least would have broken. Like it would have cracked pretty bad. But I if it was like strong, really strong glass or something, but no, I think I think ninety-nine times True. out of a hundred it would have it would have shattered it like it Eight. did. Yeah um okay and then um so then we go to the girls who are driving around and that's when one of um that's when we see one of mitch's friends hirschfelder get get picked up uh, and really wasn't anything special about that i did think it was kind of crazy all the beer that they had in their trunk you yeah that? that was comical yeah that was like oh my god like where do they even get all that beer it was literally like a, a chest of beer but it in the trunk well and then it was funny because like i i mean it's probably because they're in a different car but he's like we're out of beer we got to go make a beer run i'm like dude you, you have a lot of beer just wait until you get back and then go get that beer what, what <laughs> kind know? of beer was it do we know no i don't know Sheep. i think well no i think one of them we they did mention the name oh man it did mention the name um but i forgot what it was it was the name of the beer that mitch went and bought um dang i forgot what beer was anyway it doesn't matter let's see and somewhere in there we get to see we meet the girl that mitch is interested in right um julie i think her name is she was cute she was funny too she's like she's like oh i just heard about you he's like oh yeah what'd you hear i don't know man are you okay it's like god that's that's harsh like essentially talking about you know you just got the crappy daddy with a with a bunch yeah. of paddles are you okay but then they end up you know really liking each other so i thought that was neat uh and she is an older woman too she was a sophomore and she, had a car. Yeah, and she had a car uh let's see then we get to see shortly after that um after mitch buys the beer that's when we see them humiliate uh O'Banion. so on here O'Banion, that name oh it's paint on here it's yeah. paint so yeah it's paint it was too thick i think to be milk something about the name O'Banion just works it, well with a bully yeah, O'Ban- what is <laughs> I, I always I always call them o- O'Bannon, but it's O'Banion. Um, but yeah, it is kind of a bully. No it's offense to like, anyone that might be called that listening, but <laughs> well, it's kind of like O'Doyle. Every it's a strong Madison. name. Nah. Yeah, there's a there's a bully. So if you haven't seen Billy, have you seen Billy Madison, Jake? No. Golly, what did you, what do you guys do with your lives? I okay. work. Billy, oh, Ma- I work too. Billy Madison is about a a a, a man, Adam Sandler, who. Um, whose dad is like a hotel mong what is the word mong mong mongle 
mogul mogul yeah and so he he owns a lot of hotels and he's really really rich and so billy madison's really rich but he's also real spoiled he still is home um but in order so his dad wants to pass off the business to him but he can't because for one his son is a slacker and two his son has no high school education so in order to show his dad that he can run the business he decides they go back through every grade again for two weeks so he starts at kindergarten and goes through high school and in every almost it seems like every grade or at least every school like so like you know elementary junior high and high school there's a kid named o'doyle and they're all related and so they always they're bullies and they're they always say O'Doyle rules. And so that's and so that's why I think with bullies is O'Doyle. Um so if you haven't seen Billy Madison, that's an Adam Sandler classic. Okay. So you should watch it. We I don't know if we'll watch it for this show, but if I have to make you if I have to make you watch it. I doubt well. I doubt well. Maybe we can have like the top ten Adam Sandler movies. Yeah, that's a good idea. Cause I did that one of our um Movies Zohan is about Adam Sandler. I haven't seen that movie. You gotta. It's so and in politically correct, it's fantastic. Well, I might check it out. Um, but yeah, that's a good idea, Jake. The top ten Adam Sandler movies. Um, let's see. That's when we see uh, what's his face get hit with the paint, and then let me see where where I left off at. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. So that's when we that's when we learned that that Mike wanted to be a lawyer, but then he decides he doesn't want to do that anymore. He wants to dance. I just yeah. want to dance. Thought that was funny. Then we comic get to relief. The comic relief for the comedy movie, huh? Mm-hmm. And then we um, move over to the moon tower where the party is in full swing and everyone becomes pleasantly drunk. That's what this says. Pleasantly drunk. <laughs> that's an interesting way to put it. Right. So that's when Mike walks past and he says, someone's token lot of reefer and gets into it with that guy, Clint. But before that, Benny, oh yeah. Benny confronts pink about his refusal to sign the loyalty agreement. So what did you guys think about that agreement that they, they wanted them to sign? Was it the agreement where you to participate to don't use drugs? Yeah, yeah, drugs and and alcohol and all that stuff. Like, mm. would you would you sign something like that if someone was like, I didn't do drugs initially, then I would have no problem. But these guys, I guess, love weed, so yeah, it's a little bit harder. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they smoke weed and drink all the time. Yeah, um, I really didn't care. Like, I mean, it didn't really impact me either way. Um, that. If you were to, were to sign it or not, I just felt like the, the, I know this is a slice of life movie, but if the movie is more about Pink, then yeah, then maybe I'd care. Yeah, but since it's not, it's kind of like okay, is he going to sign it? It's, like, it's just like thrown out of the blue again. I oh, here's remember the contract people remember yeah. the beginning of the movie. Oh, but it just, <laughs> well, he even mentions like it seems it seems like it just keeps coming back. You know, he keeps trying to get rid of it. It's like the freaking mask, you know, he keeps trying to get rid of it and keeps coming back to him. And so like, he even says like, you know, you're the third guy to hand this to me today. Cause people keep taking it and like handing it to him. Like, Hey man, you need to sign this. Um, but except for, well, that's not true. Except for, um, Matt McConaughey's character. He's like, dude, don't sign it. He's like, you need to be yourself essentially. And then, we get to see all the people be drunk. We saw, we watch uh, Jody take pink out into the middle of the woods, which I thought was kind of weird. Cause I'm like, where did this come from? Cause they go out and make out in the woods. You remember it's the brunette girl and, and pink. They go out and make out in the woods and then she, they keep making out. And he tries to touch her, like touch her boob. And she's like, what are you doing? And he's like, I don't know. And she's like, don't you have a girlfriend? And he's like, what girlfriend? And I was like, when, when she took him out there, I'm like, where did this come from? We haven't seen an inkling of her being attracted to him this entire movie. That would, that I would say was probably one of the, the times where I like was pulled out of the movie, you know, I'm mm-hmm. like, where did, where did this come from? Like what, what, how, how long has she been attracted to him? How long has this been a thing? You know, like, is this something I missed or, or what? Cause I didn't see it. I don't know. Maybe we missed something. Maybe we yeah. missed something. And I've seen the movie several times and, and like every time, like, I don't know. I mean, yeah, she's, she's really pretty and stuff, but I'm just like, I don't know where this came from. And like, and the whole time throughout the movie, he, he's not acknowledging really that he has a girlfriend, except at the very beginning, you know, with, it's with, the seventies. Yeah. And she even, I wouldn't even, I didn't even take that as him acknowledging he had his girlfriend. They just seemed like they were two people who had a crush on each other. Uh, no, that's his girlfriend. Okay. I guess I missed yeah. that. Cause I didn't come up ac- that. That did not come across to me at all. It just seemed like all the boys were flirting with all the girls and that was just another interaction. I mean, I mean, it could be like a, maybe they're not like official together, but they're, but yeah, I think- it just looked like they were, they were, 
they were two that like were just like, kind of sweet and talked. They were talking, you know, quote unquote talking. Yeah, I think they were like, more- oh, I'm gonna see you later. Oh yeah, yeah, that's cute. Oh yeah, yeah. And well, like, there's nothing actually serious about it. I think that flakiness. I I don't know. I feel like it was more on the you know this is they're 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 dating, but Pink's not taking it maybe as seriously as Simone is. You know. Like mm-hmm. he's, she's like, are we going to hang out later? He's like, oh, I'll probably be hung up with the guys. And then that's the last time we see that even even when she's standing outside the Emporium, he just walks past her or no, she walks past him and they don't say anything. So he's standing at leaning on the wall right out the door. And then she walks in. They don't say a word to each other. I mean, I guess that could be the time when maybe we missed some sort of because that was Pink and Jody talking to each other on, on the wall when Simone walks past. I mean, that could have been the time where we might have seen some sort of flirtiness towards each other. I, I didn't really see it. it seemed, to me, they it seemed like they were just talking. But then, you know, at the end, Pink and Simone are like, you know, he's like, you, you, you going to come with me? It's like, dude, you haven't talked to her this whole time. And then she's like, yeah. And she, they're they're together again. I don't know. It's weird. Spontaneous. Yeah. One of my complaints for this film is it seemed like all these little vignettes were heading towards character arcs or they're heading towards mm, something, you know, some sort of resolution. And then right before anything significant happened, <laughs> it just stops. <laughs> they would just stop and just yeah. undo it. Someone would say something and then everyone would just seemingly they would just forget about what just happened and just kind of continue on with their night. Yeah. And it was like nothing, nothing was ever learned, which I guess might be some sort of symbolism for the fact that, you know, like kids are dumb and it takes us a long time for anything to, to actually happen. It was, that was one of the frustrating things for me is it seemed like, Oh, okay. So, you know, Mitch and his buddies are running from, you know, the seniors, they're trying not to get paddling. Mm -hmm. And then they're talking about how they need to stand up to him or they need to escape. And I'm like, Oh, okay. He's going to stand up to the bullies. Mm -hmm. And then no, he just walks out of the field and and gets a paddling or <laughs> he just know. gets caught yeah it is like oh okay that that's not where i thought that was gonna go and that seemed to happen a lot all right so now we're heading to the end of the movie where um kind of everything comes to a head where they're all out on the 50 yard line and that's kind of where where uh matthew Kane's character kind of convinces pink you know not to sign this unless he really you know wants to he's just kind of telling him to be himself which i thought was a cool scene especially with uh i, I don't and i i don't space in on this character's name but he's like talking about you know he's like i just you know i just want to you know look back and say i did the best when i was stuck in this place i played the hardest when i was stuck in this place i I thought that was a nice little speech for that character you know because throughout the whole movie he's just kind of this bumbling kind of high school wanting you know trying to get girls to sleep with them type person but then he says that but then of course he ends it with and i banged as many chicks as i could while i was stuck in this place which i you know it's a nice little ending to that speech but i I like the um i like the whole speech as a whole and that kind of and then that whole i don't know if you notice it but while while he's talking we see floyd he's or pink floyd standing up and the camera kind of does that slow almost a 180 shot which i thought was really a, a, a cool shot for that speech i don't know if you guys noticed it or not and then uh that's when the police find them and uh and then they have to leave and then they off to getting aerosmith tickets you know and then uh we go over to mitch and um and then he gets home his mom is like hey you know this is your one get out of jail free car but if you come up it's come home at sunrise again you're in trouble and he's like <laughs> It's so funny because he's he's clearly drunk, right? But his mom's like, "Have you been drinking?" He's like, Psh, "No." Like, Are you drunk? He's like, Psh. "Like he's just making these weird faces," and I'm like, "Dude, he's drunk." But I think it's more like a for her, and and I like to think this is how I would be if I had kids and they came home and they were drunk. I'd be like, "All right, you need you need to go to bed," kind of thing. It's just like she's just kind of like, "Okay, you know, you're." you're clearly drunk, but I'm not going to do anything about it this time. Cause she even said, I'm going to be open-minded about it, you know, but next time you come home at sunrise and then someone who told her about what happened, his sister told us, yeah. uh, your sister told me everything. And you know, this is going to be your one get out of jail free card and I'm going to be open-minded and you know, you come home at sunrise again and we're going to have problems. And then he's clearly drunk and she's, you know, she's already given him this get out of jail free card. So she's like, okay, you know, he's drunk, but I'm just going to let it be this time, which I thought was kind of cool of her. Um, and then he puts his, massive headphones on and listens to slow ride as they're going to Houston to pick up Aerosmith tickets. So that is the end of, I mean, there's parts we missed, which is fine, but that is the end of days to confused. So final thoughts. What do you, what are your final thoughts, Zach? I enjoyed the movie overall. It was a nice, just sit back and watch the slice of life unfold. And the seventies. 
the seventies. A time where you weren't even thought of. <laughs> nope. Uh, were your parents were they married at then? I assume they were, right? How long have they been married? Your parents? Probably since I, w- I was ninety two or ninety three. Oh, okay. Like. So they were definitely not, but they were alive. They're just, yeah. just not married. Okay. I didn't know if they had been married for like forty. My dad years. was born in sixty eight, I believe. And oh, okay. So 70, he did seventy one, seventy two. So they definitely weren't even married. They were probably hadn't even met yet. I would think. Nope. I like your parents though. Your parents are really nice. Thank Jake, you. Your parents, on the other hand, I'm just, I don't know. <laughs> overall, overall, the movie I enjoyed it. I, I like. What, what was that technique that we were talking about maybe some episodes ago about where they you hear the music and then it goes goes with it from, it's called oh the uh, diegetic oh, versus the non-diegetic yeah, sound remember I oh heard, yeah yeah I, remember I heard it in one scene I forgot the name of the song but it was a song that we heard I think maybe it was initially in a scene then it then Mike turns down the volume and then the song gets softer yeah. as well yeah whatever that technique's called I like that that's called yeah that's di- well it's like it's like diegetic to to non-diegetic so and i think it's the same in the end when he turns on his headphones we hear slow ride and then he puts the headphones on and all of a sudden it it's you know a lot you know it sounds a lot better it's not just coming from the headphones yeah. so, it's, so maybe it's i not- bashed the music in the beginning just but from just like being able to relate to it but just the way the music was used i guess oh, man. Was, was great it was so good yeah. um go ahead jake you got final thoughts final thoughts i'm conflicted there are parts of this movie that i really enjoyed um it made me for nostalgic for a time that you know i've never even experienced right you know like the muscle cars and the music and the kind of the free spirits of kind of like letting kids run around and do whatever they want but the story structure itself frustrated me to mm-hmm. no end i yeah. i need structure like you a need story to. i need yeah. structure there are and, elements um, of structure but not elements exactly but yeah. elements that were not complete they never quite fit together for me and so maybe you know maybe there's some other slice of life films that are if you're gonna say they have structure almost all of them are the same the no same. i'm gonna say you know they don't have structure but maybe maybe it's like a more cohesive mm. form with less but, vignettes and more of like one like following one person or just like more consolidated i was really frustrated how it would seem like they were coming to a resolution or a, a crux and then they would move. It was like I was getting blue balls throughout the entire film. <laughs> I was like, Bill, let them learn a lesson. God dang it. <laughs> movie blue balls, huh? should all watch the movie Outsiders next, 1983. Similar kind of movie, say, but more structure. Well, more structure I can do. We'll put it on the on the list. The acting, I guess, is wasn't my favorite. So was that your final thought on the final thoughts there, Jake? You get more? Are you? Good? Yeah, I'm I'm conflicted. Well, maybe if this is one of those movies you need to watch a couple times. You know, you think or really not? Sink it in. Uh, we might have to agree to disagree on that one, but I appreciate the thought. Okay, you're welcome. I guess I don't, I just was suggesting it. It wasn't yeah. <laughs> with your uh with your whole confliction with the you know even if it worked there wasn't one main plot point at least would i would you wish it would have followed one at least person yeah i wish i wish it had followed mitch really like i know oh. he didn't care for him but he had the most i think potential to learn and to grow either that or pink yeah he i would go with, yeah, on, i would go with pink. Him and, and he didn't learn or grow <laughs> no, what we he, saw. yeah he really didn't he I mean he he pretty much had the same same so, thought process we, we can't expect did. them to learn and grow in whatever a day or whatever the timeline of this movie well was, if right? we focused on one person we could now with this kind of movie no it's probably not going to happen that yeah. that well to that this to that point richard linklater and i just found about the uh, found out about this movie uh, the movie I'm about to tell you about a few days ago um it's called everybody wants some it's a 2016 movie but it's set in the 80s it's like kind of like a spiritual successor to dazed and confused where a college freshman moves into his um college house he's a baseball player so it's a bunch of baseball players living together in this house and it's the weekend it, it takes place the weekend before school starts and and like the last scene is on the first day of school so it kind of follows this one person this one person this one group but mainly this one person so i don't know if you ever get time and you want to see everybody wants some as kind of a spiritual successor to days to confuse set in the 80s i don't know you might give it a shot and see if you like it a little better i i didn't like it as much as days to confuse i'm gonna say this is a this is a genre of film that i don't have too much experience watching Me either. and i feel like i'm gonna have to watch more to well, see if this is just a one-off incongruency or or if this is something that i just i just don't <laughs> i don't mess so a majority of these like type of movies are they all comedy-esque usually yeah so 
1976, a movie came out called Car Wash, where they essentially followed people who worked in a car wash. I learned, I watched this movie in African American cinema. Um, and then there's another movie called Waiting, which I, I mentioned earlier, where we just follow servers in a restaurant and we learn about these different servers, but none of them really go through any real transformations, um, except for except for one character does go through a transformation. But other than that, it's it's all these different people, and we learn about their little quirks and stuff. That's about it. Um, and then there's mid nineties where we just essentially follow this 12 year old boy around and, and like, a, and I say that as well as I can without sounding weird. He's like a 12 year old boy, um, but he lives in the mid nineties and he's, you know, kind of being introduced to, to parties and girls and drinking and stuff like that. It's a Jonah Hill movie. If you like Jonah Hill, but it's, it's kind of a comedy, but it's, it's also, you know, more dramatic. Um, so those are some ideas. If you guys want to try this genre of slice of life out some more, um, check it out and see what you think uh, but as far as Days to Confuse like I said earlier definitely in my top five of movies and it's more the characters I really enjoy the characters I really enjoy the, the look of the movie and the music and I think those two things go really well together for this this movie um, the cars I really enjoy the cars the automobiles the trucks especially I don't know why those big GMC trucks man I just love I like the sound of them I like the way they look and everything just great did the movie want to make you want to move to Texas no but it did make me want to buy one of those trucks I mean <laughs> I don't have one, but I'm like, man, I want one of those. Like, I don't know why. It's just, they're really, I cool. will say the one thing that I did relate to this are, are the vehicles. Yeah. Um, growing up, I got my aunt's old beater and it's like a 1960s, like Chevy and it had like bucket seats. Beautiful. And so, uh, I, there is something just intrinsically different in those old cars that and just like, it just makes cars. the nights feel different. I don't know. Oh yeah. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to look more in this genre, more of these mm. films. If I yeah. Like them. And the great thing about, I will say, the great thing about just film in general, there is something for everybody. This is a, a movie that Justin, you really like, and it didn't resonate with me. And there are movies that I love, and I know you just would hate. And that's kind yeah, of what the probably. beautiful thing about art and film is. So long as there are people out there making, there's going to be people out there enjoying. Somebody's going to want to, somebody's going to love it. One person in this entire world is going to love it. For sure. I agree. All right. So, uh, so I guess that's it for our Days to Confuse episode. I hope Days. you guys- and confused. Yeah, hope you guys enjoyed it. Please let us know in any place where there's social media. It's going to be the Fantastic Mystery Podcast. Check us out. Comment. Tell us. Give us examples or ideas for episodes you might like to hit, listen to us talk about. Okay. I guess that'll be it for us tonight, guys. Sound good? Wonderful. Yeah. All right. Awesome. All right. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Those who are listening, if we still have people out there listening, right? Am I right? Uh, and we will be back uh, next week, I would assume. <laughs> I hope. All right. Well, thanks for listening to the Fantastic Mystery Podcast. We'll see you guys later. Good night.